Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. I, I don't like to start every podcast like this, but it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it has, hasn't it? It legitimately has. <laughs> How are you? I, I'm very well, Steve. It feels good to do a podcast. It is, yeah. Well, I hope people don't think that we only meet each other on podcasts. <laughs> we're almost on a daily basis, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, that's And we're dealing with... Um, hiccups and uh you know uh, new ideas and all sorts so um it's but it is still nice to to touch base um, yeah personally and uh, with all the um, members and listeners uh, as well i think the thing is because i'm we're not in the same area like no. all the time like it's it's more difficult to get together to, to record this and we could record them over skype and things but i just prefer this i agree format. With you. i, I agree prefer with this you. format yeah. so yeah it has been a while but we've i got don't to... think there's a necessity uh so much now because we've we've covered most subjects it's only it's true new things that are coming along um that people want to know about um when we first started out there was so much to say yeah. wasn't it it was never ending and we we, we, we um we had a, a weekly one at the time and uh but now we don't have quite so much, do we, to mm. talk about? And uh, so I think that's down to the members. You know, everybody's a little bit more savvy now with the medium and uh, the procedures. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that when we started in 2011, so eight, nearly it's coming up eight years. Yeah. It's interesting. It would be interesting to to know the impact of everything that we've created that's happened on the medium in the awareness of the medium mm, mm. and like these podcasts and things mm. like that. Because with more information, more courses being out there, there are going to be less questions. That's right. Well, the questions are are kind of answered. People have only got to look at them, and we we very often refer people to particular podcasts or particular. Um, techniques that i'm using on a particular subject and uh i think people can see for themselves it's a it's a in the old days when there wasn't anything like this kind of thing going on people just had to look at a picture and guess mm. what was in the artist's mind or how, how could he possibly do this you know um and they couldn't grasp the techniques they really had to put their own take on it well now there's so much information about on mm. YouTube, Facebook, and all the other platforms we have. Um, that And the, the subject material is so vast that I think people can find out for themselves now. Mm. There are the odd, and we've got a few good questions today, so they're going to get a few. But we, I don't think there's necessity so much um, for a, a regular, you know, weekly, fortnightly, or whatever podcast, every now and again, to touch base. And I think it is nice... It's, we've got a nice balance going. Mm, I agree. I agree. Well, we're going to cover a few things today. The first was an email that came from one of our new members, Glenda. And she's just starting out with the medium and was struggling a bit. And it's difficult to, to talk about without... So I'm going to generalize this question because we're not going to be able to show her pictures on this podcast. Um, but she was finding that, finding that it was smudging a lot and there was a lot of colour being spread across the page. It was all over her hands, mm. um, very new to the pastel pencil medium. Mm. And it's not what we say the medium is. That's right. So 
the question was posed to you, you know, what, what's going wrong here? So I think if I generalize this to be more tips for people that are starting out with the medium, mm. some of the things that they might encounter, some problems sure. they might encounter, sure. using this as an example. Absolutely. Well, first of all, the setup. The setup is critical. I did notice today on um, the Facebook page, someone's doing Castle Coombe, making a great job of Castle Coombe, sort of two-thirds finished, saying that uh, they were pleased with it. But I did notice it wasn't pinned down. It wasn't stuck down. Now, when a paper moves around, you've got more chance of things going wrong, and particularly the smudging side of it. So the first thing I do on every picture is stick it down. People think, oh, I don't really want to do that. Well, if you've got a, a if you stick it onto or tape it onto um, a, a reasonable size ball, but not too big, because that would be difficult to move around. You've only got to look at what I do to see how easy and manoeuvrable I have my pictures. The other thing, so once that's done, it doesn't move and it's solid, and you have a good backing for it. The second thing to do is work from the top to the bottom, to right to left or left to right, depending on your, whether you're right or left-handed. That's not critical, but it helps. Because one of the problems is, if you put your hand back on the pastel, it's going to smudge. It's going to get on your hands. Obviously, isn't it? I mean, it's obvious it's going to happen. Unlike the other mediums, well, oil, you can't do that because they use a big stick. Have you, have you ever seen them use a big stick and they rest their hand on the stick? Because they put that on the oil and that will smudge too. Yeah. Watercolour doesn't, though. Watercolour dry well, it, and if it dries out, that's, it won't smudge and it won't move. And, um, so, but, and acrylic's like that too. Acrylic can be, uh, is, once it dries, it dries. Pastel don't dry, never, ever. So whatever you're doing with pasta, you've got to work um, from right to left, top to bottom. This is not impossible to do, as I've proved over the hundreds, probably thousands of pictures now I've done. So that's the second thing. That's what was happening. Now, getting it over your hands, that I don't quite understand, because you, you shouldn't necessarily have it on your, your, your palm or your hands or your fingers unless you're using it for blending. And if you're using it for blending, again, I don't have any problem, but someone might have a problem with that. So that's another. So that's three really good tips. Let's go back to the other reasons for taping it down to something and what you would tape it to. Well, I would. I use hardboard. I use a, you've got to be careful with the hardboard. It's got to be smooth. It can't be wrinkled or crockled. because that comes through. The... Yes, it would do. Yeah. So you can't do that. You've got to have a smooth or any board. Strong cardboard would do too. The only problem with strong cardboard is if you're using a tape, it could take the cardboard off when you take the tape off. Hmm. People will find their own way of doing it. Um, the, the, the hardboard idea or similar is the best because it's light. Always have piece of hardwood i've got um oh i don't know must have a dozen or so boards all different sizes so if i've got a small picture i use a small um piece of hardboard bigger obviously than the paper otherwise you can't stick it down yeah uh, but i never go um i never make it too big and i've got a restricted area as you know when i'm working i, I don't have a lot of space yeah 
but I can still manage to move them all around, and that's that. So I stick it onto hardboard. The, that also, the reason for doing that is because you have a, a hard surface to press against. Because people yes. might say, "Well, kind of stick it down to my table." Well, you can't move it. No, like you can move a piece of hardboard. <laughs> can't move your table around, but it's it's having that cushion, isn't it? I think mean, we talked about Absolutely, that cushion. Yeah. So, because I think Glenda was working out of the pad. Ah. So, therefore, you're going to have... I've seen that done before, people working out of pads. That's much, much more difficult. Take the paper off the pad. Mm -hmm. Just take it off and cut it to a size slightly bigger than the picture you want to do. So, my next question is that I'm... In my head, I'm thinking of the Fabriano Ongre as the example here of paper. Mm. With pastel mat, that's almost twice as thick. Mm, yes, but, How, that, yes, but you've, got, you've got an added problem with that one, though. You've got an added problem. It's not flat. It, I know it seems to be flat, but it isn't flat. It's very, got a very slight bow in it, usually. Right. Well, mine has, anyway, when I get them. Because they, they seal them up in, in yeah. the, um, the cellophane and that puts a little pressure on the edge. So when you take it out, it's be- and it won't bend back. It, 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 you can't flatten it out. Really? So what you do is stick it down. Yeah. Would you, would you say to still stick it down anyway? Absolutely. With pastel mat? Yes, because again, you're, you've got the same problem. If it moves around, it's more likely to move pastel mat than ongre. Uh, because it, if you've got it, you catch the corner... Uh, all sorts of things can happen to it. I'm just telling you what I do, and, and uh, it's been very, very successful. Yeah, of course. So, any other things that you can think of that? I mean, we we the thing that I noticed is the pictures that Glenda was doing were, were not our projects. You know, right? She picked uh, up on techniques and then started with yep. her own. Well, yes. Well, here. There's nothing wrong with that at all. If people want to do that, then absolutely fine with them. The only difficulty is they're learning the techniques from other pictures. They're having to look at what I do. How does he get that uh, dog's hair like that? How does he get that tree to look quite right? Or Instead of copying something that I do. Now, when I first started, I copied. I copied other artists' work. You know, and when I first started, that is, because I wanted to learn and, and see how they did it. Now, obviously, I, we didn't have videos at the time in, in the early days. Um, but, you know, we had video. Well, we had video. I could put a video in. Um, but, you know, it, it's more difficult. And television, of course. They, they had a lot of television artists on at the time. And I used to watch them and see their techniques. But, when, but the easiest thing to do is to copy something that I've done and follow me on the iPad or the DVD or whatever you're looking at and see how I hold the pencil, uh, apply the colour, and I'm talking all the time, so I'm giving you full instruction. Now, that you get absolutely perfect. Now, I know people think, well, I don't want to copy Colin's picture. I want to do my own. As I said, nothing wrong with that. But copying one or two to start off with is a good idea. It just gives you um, something you've got to... beginning, a middle and an end and you should be able to work through that mm. once you finish that you've then, it gives you a little bit of confidence then by all means start your own things 
I think as well as looking at the technique of how to hold the pencil, there's the application of colour. If you're new to pastel, mm. um, one of the key things is layering and getting to the, the desired mm. tone and underpainting and all of this That's kind right. of thing, base colours. So one thing we noticed we picked up on, there was a couple of areas where raw colour had been put on. That's and right. then it had created a bit of a sort of um, just there was more pastel on there it was not as subtle as if you'd under painted with a base that's exactly right it's not subtle so you don't get the same effect you get a a harshness and i think if you're copying one of your pictures that comes automatically because you're Mm. following you you don't necessarily think about it and it's also muscle memory Mm. so you know you're you're getting used to things without really having to think because Mm. you're doing the thinking that's right for us that's right so that's a common problem though when people pick up the pencils and they say oh there's a blue so i put blue in oh there's a red alongside it i put a red in it's not it doesn't occur to them at the time that they have to be they have to build the colors up i came from a watercolor background so which you had to do there you had no choice well you can put raw color on but generally speaking you'd put a you'd put a wash you put washes on Mm. in oil you put foundation colors on not so much in acrylic but i think even acrylic when i i did a few acrylic paintings i use the same system so every painting technique really does rely on that um build up of mm. tone not just put a raw color on now while we're on that subject i'm going to talk about another question that come from laura and she's talking about um similar thing mm. under painting and base colors um her question is, because of the larger variety of colours that we have now, is it still necessary to to use as many colours to get to your desired tone? What I mean by that is we've got Caran d'Ache, Carbothello, Creticolor, all these pencils now at your disposal. Is the proce- ha- Has the process changed? Has your methodology changed in um, achieving the desired tone because you've got more tones to pick from yes it has mainly in compromise now when you're following a picture or doing a picture from um, the photographic reference you have to look at the picture and think i want to achieve this particular color now how do i do that well if you've got a restricted palette and you've only got one set of pencils there's still quite a variety in one set of pencils, but you've still got to say, can I actually achieve that colour? Sometimes you can't, so you have to do the next best thing. Mm. You have to find a compromise to it. Mm. And that very often means putting two or three colours together to create that. Now, with a larger range of pencils like I've got now, it's like um, Christmas came when <laughs> I saw all those colours. Uh, it was fantastic. But then we also had the added problem of well, which, which colour and which pencil do I choose? Mm. So what I do now is when I'm looking at a picture to start with, I, I, I set up a basic set of pencils. And it can be from either one set or one. I, I generally use the Faber as a starting block because they're a very stable pencil. They're not as colourful as some of the others, uh, but they are stable. I used those to start with, and I picked my colours that I think I would use. Now, what I would then do is as I start to 
I would probably say, well, I, I want to achieve this color here. So I then pick one or two colors from another range and, uh, and, and so on until I've got a reasonable range. And then as I'm working through the picture, I'll see a particular area and think, now, can I achieve this with another color? And I can look for the whole range and very often, well, and almost certainly I'm going to find one. And then I pick that out. But I don't put all the pencils out, no. my 200 not uh, pencils <laughs> out, in one go. I'd only pick so many. You wait till you get to an area that you've not got to before and think, okay, now I need to think about yeah, this, rather yeah. than the whole picture. That's right. But but I, I still work basically on the Faber pencils to start with and then build a few intermediary colours and colours that I haven't got in Faber mm-hmm. and, uh, and go on from there. So it... it People will find their own way of doing it, but I'm just telling the way I would do it. So do you find that you now don't have to layer as many colours to get to your final That's colour? right. You can get to there quicker. Yes. To that colour quicker. Some of the later pictures, which people haven't really seen yet, to be honest, um, when, when they see them, they'll, they'll blow their mind. Because, I mean, the last, uh, the last one I showed you, the cottage, mm. that was the biggest set of pencils I've ever had. But there was a lot of flowers in there and, and a lot of subtle changes of, of tone. It did means that trees have altered quite considerably, actually, believe it or not, because now I can, I can put lots of colours that I couldn't put before into trees. Mm. So my trees are getting more colourful. Mm. Um, so That's one a, thing I would absolutely agree with you on. Your pictures like, are so vibrant and colorful now but this is which is wonderful isn't it if in the old days when they had um you mixed your colors not watercolor particularly but when it was with oil um they had so many pigments and they could refine their pigments so they got it fine-tune it so they get exactly the right color mm-hmm. not easy with one set of pencils having said that steve the last picture i've just done we're doing a new set of um of of um, pictures which are promotion but they're going on the website as, and, and Udemy and all the other platforms but we're, refi- we're limited into the just a 24 set of pencils and I was absolutely surprised and very pleasantly surprised that I have actually achieved that last picture you saw mm. with just the 24 set mm. I'm sure people look at that and think he must have used other colours but I didn't. I just used. You, the you didn't use all of the twenty-four, did you? On that picture that you saw, I did. Yes. Oh, how interesting! I did. Yes, but my next one that you haven't actually seen yet, I won't be. I should be using a smaller That's amount. Good, this though. is like an introduction one. The first one that I've done, um, uh, people are going to see this later in the year. the The first one I've done in this range, I in, I did use every pencil of the twenty-four. Cool. And I set it up like that to start with. I, I put all the pencils out, all 24, not that, that many really, to what we're used to. And I used them all. So yes, I did. And uh, it worked out really well. But I had to do a lot of colour mixing for that, like you said. Yeah. You had to put, you know, green and ochre and things and put them all together to create the, the, the final effect, which was st- stunning, I've got to say. However, I've got to also say that if people want to be, um, you know, really ambitious, they, they, they would expand the pencil range 
this is done for a specific purpose. Yeah. And um, because it is aimed at people starting out and so on. But um, I would go for a larger range with the idea that I've just told you. you The other thing I want to touch upon then is with adding more colours and being able to get to that colour quicker, you've got the added bonus of pastel map being able to take more. That's right. So you've extended both sides. You've extended Mm. the ability to get to a colour quicker Mm. and also to be able to layer more colours. Absolutely. Has that made a difference to, because your pictures on pastel map are stunning, do you think that partly is due to the fact that you've got more depth Mm. and you can add more? Well, there's a couple of factors there. First of all, the promotion that we're doing of the 24 pencils is all on grey. Because it's aimed for the beginner, start people starting out. I wouldn't just generally wouldn't suggest people start out with pastel mat. It's quite hard to actually. You've got to have a little bit of experience, I think, to do it properly. So that's what that. So put that aside. Now come back to the pastel mat with the range of colours. Pastel mat, you're right. It does give you a, like a, an extra dimension. Really, you can add more colours, and you can put light on dark. And with the variety of colours we've got now, it's not just the variety of pencil colours, it's the variety of texture. Some of the colours, like Caran d'Ache, for instance, is soft. Mm. Carbothello is very vibrant. Creta colour is a little bit more like Faber. So each one of those has got their own particular quality. Sometimes, if I I, I wanted a particular white to really be you know, in your face, I'd use Caran d'Ache mm. and put that on and buy it, it. But you, I wouldn't use Caran d'Ache for a whole picture. Well, you can, but I wouldn't necessarily. I like the idea of using the different um, hardnesses and softnesses of the pencils. Or, or, or <laughs> textures. Can words. we just say texture? <laughs> that covers it all, but yeah. okay. Uh, of the pencil to, yeah. to create the desired effect. This is why the, the few pictures I've showed you recently uh, on Pastomat have been so stunning. I agree. And that's interesting. I'd not thought of it like that before, that how the textures would influence the overall look of the picture. So that's another factor that you're now considering when you're looking at a picture, is it? What textures you can get knowing the textures of the pencils, what mm. they achieve, how they appear on the paper. Mm. Do yes. you look at an animal and think, oh, you know, Karen Dash would make that not only the colour pop, but the softness. I, right. I now know that I can achieve that softness of those feathers or mm. the softness of that or, you know, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm going, I do know, do you know what you I'm mean. going with that? Has and, and, it changed uh, the way that you look at a picture yeah, now? I do. And um, the, 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 thing, the thing is, though, with, with the, the compromise I was talking about earlier doesn't occur so much now. I don't have to compromise anymore. I'm looking at a picture and I know that I can do that full justice with all the factors that I've just mentioned to you. Mm. On the subject of... With this nice segue, we've managed to segue really nicely twice. The subject of Karen Dash and the colours. Let's talk about a, a very clear um, demonstration of how the different pencils look and appear against one another. Mm. With the four sunsets, there's only three, but there's the Karen Dash one coming soon. 
the sunsets that you chose to do for YouTube, showing off each brand of pencil that we yep. stock. Yep. And let's talk about the the reasons behind that and the obvious differences in the outcome. Well, I, I think when people put all four of those and watch all four together, they'll see that um, there's a subtlety in the Faber one. You've got a, a, a more softer, subtle look. When you move into Creta colour, it's more or less the same because you're used in vibrant colours. I've used the yellows and the oranges and the reds, which are always vibrant. When you go into Carbothello, though, that's really in your face. When you go into Carandash, about the same. So you've got very bright colours and very vibrant colours. Funny enough, the Stabilo one, which is the last one, seemed to have taken off quite well. Mm. You know, it's just amazing. Um, But I do feel that um, they'll find every one of those is worth doing. And, of course, every one of them can be done with any set of pencils you've got. Um, But uh, I enjoyed doing the four primarily to to show people um, how the particular one particular pencil works. But you imagine being able to combine all of those colors, all those pencils together, you can pick this and pick that and pick this and pick that. I could have a sun, I could have a sun really nice and bright if I wanted it with uh, Karen Dash. Uh, I could have a really bright yellow, which is, you know, and then I could use some of the subtle colors. Or the other way of looking at it is I could put my Faber ones on and enhance it, those with the brighter colors. Mm. It's playing around with those things. It's a simplified version of everything you just said, isn't it? With only six pencils, it's the subtlety of the Faber which you get in your pictures. You mm. know the and then the the what exactly what we just said with the pop and the texture of these other colours mm. going on top. Well, you can see that done in a, in its very simple form mm. Mm. by seeing all of these four tutorials, and it'll be interesting to hear from people if anyone does all four with the four ranges how their experience was that's right in not just the results but the application because carbothello working with just carbothello or working with just karen dash and experiencing a softer pencil mm. is going to teach you a lot about the difference between that one and faber it is and how they um react to mm. the paper absolutely yeah well all of these were done on pastel map so it gave me a really good um, foundation colour. I mean, they weren't terribly big, as people can see. Um, that was my, that was deliberate. I didn't want to make them too big. I didn't want to make them small enough to to have the almost appearance of a miniature because they weren't much bigger than the miniature would be. Yeah. Um, but people can do them bigger than that. It's just that I was restricted in space and I was restricted on um, time. Mm. But they, they've been very successful and uh, they're going to continue. And they are freebies, which is really great news because all people have reacted to them well mm. and they're going to go on different platforms we've got as freebies, giveaways. And um, I'm sure that uh, they'll be successful. But I will I will eventually, and I haven't uh, got anything planned at the moment, do a large sunset using all four brands. And that will really blow people's minds you, you, you've yeah. seen some of the animals i've done and it it really it's just 
magical, really, the way that the pencils, it's a simplistic form of art, really, just a pencil drawing, as opposed to mixing paints, which is a, you know, a job in itself, you know, if you've got to mm. mix paints up and, and um, a paintbrush, wield a paintbrush around, it's unruly compared with the pencil. Yeah. But I think that the people gradually will come to see that the pastel pencil can be measured alongside some of the great pictures that uh, are being produced today. Mm. And uh, we, haven't, we haven't stopped yet. Yeah, just on that subject and to round out the show, the pictures that you've been doing recently, I'm keen to get a couple of those brought forward in our sort of plan because I think that it's important for now that we're introducing these brands for people to see they're ready for it basically i think Mm. they're ready for it and i think they're ready to see how to combine these brands on a more technical picture right and and we want to give members that as well i i don't want to members to think that we're creating these things these freebies and that we're not thinking like there's so many members projects that are in the can and a majority of them are before this period so there's there's going to be a lot that are Faber Castell, um, with the odd Criticolor and and things. But I'm keen to show people the recent stuff mm. too, because the recent stuff is um, is jaw droppingly good, mm. and I think it really will um, hammer home the the for those that are ready to embrace other brands, how to use those brands. That's right. Together, That's right. yeah. The nice, the nice thing about uh, what we do is people can buy the odd individual pencils. So they they think, oh, Colin's used that one and it looks good, so I'll buy that or in my next order. I'll just get that one pencil. Yeah. And uh, rather than having to buy a whole set, which is expensive to do. Hmm. And um, Well, we're thinking about everyone in this circumstance with the 24 set of pencils, the Colin Bradley set, the one that we sell on our site, that is available elsewhere for people to not get confused with that and the original Faber-Castell 24 set. Um, so we're thinking of the beginner and those that are starting out and mm. some more projects for them. And then also, like we just said, these really technical pictures, mm. not just the ones that combine other brands. There's very difficult pictures that are purely Faber-Castell coming up, but we're catering across the spectrum, mm. yep. really. And there's, there is a lot that's going to be coming. Oh, yes. Um, we're just ramping it up to. Well, to I, I know how you schedule. feel there because when I finish, when I finish um, one of the my big, you know, my big super pictures, I want to show that straight away. Yeah, it's, it's an, a reaction thing. Oh, I wish Steve could put this up now instead of two years time. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to wait all that time for it to go out. But I know it. it, it but that's my enthusiasm when I see what I've achieved, and I know and we've filmed what I've achieved. So I know people are going to see and witness it mm. and uh, I want them to see it. Uh, I want them to see it. So maybe what you could do is sort of every fourth picture or something like that. You could chuck one of these in. Yeah. And people will start looking forward to them. That doesn't take away though, the wonderful pictures we've already got mm. uh, lined up. Um, the fact that they're not done with, with the, with the full range of pencils um, 
is immaterially. There's no reason why people can't use the pencils. They could, if they see a particular picture, they go, oh, you know, I've got this Caran Dash one. I could use that mm. in place of the Faber one or the Creta Color one. Yeah, that's true. There's no reason why they can't do that at all. I, I encourage. You know, I always encourage people to do their own thing. I know they're watching me and they, they've got a, they're following my techniques. That's great. But if they want to put their own take on it, do so. Mm. They will do anyway, Steve. Yeah. Won't they? Yeah. Which, which human nature, I don't want to do what Colin does. I want to do this <laughs> my way. <laughs> Quite right, too. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this show. We'll do another one some point when we have more to talk about but keep an eye out on our facebook page and on our instagram um on youtube I, we try and put the updates everywhere but of course if you're a member and you log into the site when you log in you'll see your dashboard and if we've uploaded a new project you'll see the update there so you won't miss anything new that we're adding all right yep lovely okay all right uh, thanks dad and thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, week.